AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I come to talk today. Welcome to It's Up There podcast. You are now dealing with Big Loon. I am the founder, not the representation. It's Up There podcast now holds a space in the game that is influential. And I want to thank everybody that's listening for that. If you are now listening to the audio experience of this podcast and would like to participate in the visual side and support the business side of podcasting, you head to patreon.com slash it's up there podcast. That's where you deal with me at personally. I got to put a wall in between me and the trolls. I'm dealing with the internet. For those of you that deal with me, you know how I view the internet. It's a lot being said, but we got to consider who's saying it. So in the game today, man, in, in the podcast game today, I got a lot to talk about. I come to pod today. I come to, you know, as I view it, I say, Loon, it's all on your back. And it's, it, you know, I smirk as I'm saying it because. I've been saying for a long time, right? Throw me in with the motherfucking wolves and I'll come out leading the pack. If this thing actually works, right? And we talking a, a long time, right? We, I'm dealing with years. You know, if this thing actually goes through in the way that I've planned it, this is one of the most tremendous stories that you will ever witness. You probably won't experience someone really coming from the streets. It's verifiable. 
Spending 500 k on the town is verifiable. Right? So it's like coming from that single mother doing everything she could, making mistakes along the way. Just It's just going to be. And, and when I'm able to really speak about it because I'm too close to it. To, to speak about it right now There's still some things That need to be buttoned up But If this thing actually goes through Man I promise It's gonna be one of the best stories Ever told But Anyway in the game Man we got a lot going on You know It's a lot to talk about this week As we do on this Up There podcast We try to separate the men From the mice We deal with the entire game As we As we always say to people These other dudes Like to deal with the highlight reels So I was in a meeting yesterday because I'm having a lot of meetings now with brands and people interested in, in getting close to what it is we have going on. And I was in a meeting and I was telling them like, yo, you know, innovation ain't going to come from the top. Whatever innovation we see in the next few years from podcast and whatever happens, it's going to come from somebody like me, somebody that kind of came out of nowhere and switched some shit. And the reason is, is because the more you get into the business of podcasting, the less the less room you have for expansion in regards to your expression and your approach to your product. Unless you don't unless you have partnerships instead of you working for people. Right. And and, and that's one thing I will say about podcasting. A lot of people are operating in the partnership space and I want to applaud everybody for doing so. But I think. That to be innovative in the space would mean to do bad by the current standards, right? For you to change something, right? The football coach, if if we we don't win eight, we don't win zero and eight at this point, and he want to come out this time and see what the running game like. Some people gonna be in the stand saying, "Man, why does he keep running it? He trying to see if it's effective, if if it worked." You see what I'm saying? And, and for you to be innovative, you got to experiment. And when you in these business deals and there's these these deal points and certain things that you want to hit, the format dictates about how innovative you can be in your approach. Unless you say, fuck the formula, I'm rich, I just do it how I want. And so we're trying to bring some innovation in a space that's kind of has some arrested development. Um. The first topic, though, today we want to talk about is DJ Academics, Tory Lanez, and Magna Stallion. For those unaware, Tory Lanez was arrested at his latest court date with Magna Stallion for violation of the order of the court in regards to mentioning her name. So there was a tweet that went out in which Tory Lanez responded to Meg, and that's what's always funny to me. Is that she can say stuff to him and then I can't say nothing. That's a crazy rule. I ain't saying that he shouldn't say anything to her, right? I'm saying that it should probably be on both sides if we're dealing with trying to really dissolve the issue. Because in what world can you say things to me and I can't respond? That's a weird place to place me in, eh? But nonetheless, those are the stipulations. And so I'm I'm surprised the lawyer didn't argue for for her not to be like I mean you know whoever's you know she's the victim so we get that but still we got a the main cause is to dissolve the issue 
So if we're looking to dissolve the issue, let both of these people be held accountable for not never saying each other, anything to each other to keep that issue um, in a place that is 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 a dead issue. But she said something to Tori. Tori responded back saying, hey, she said, why don't you just keep it real and say you shot me or whatever the case may be? And I'm summarizing. I'm, I'm exhausted with the Meg and Tory thing, although it is something that deserves attention. I just think that it's been so publicized that from a media standpoint, we've said everything we can say until the results are in. But this was an interesting thing that happened. She said that to him and he responded, no, I didn't shoot anyone. You were upset that I that good dick had two best friends going at it. And so when they said that you said you to the girl, therefore violating restraining order or court order, whatever kind of court order was in place. Me personally, I'm surprised that Tory Lanez is operating in this way. When I see Tory Lanez going through this, I a lot of times set it to the side because I almost chalk it up to, yo, you you really bantering to the internet. Because in a weird way, Will Smith and Tory Lanez are in the same situation. Tory Lanez was up under fire. But a lot of people are letting the metaverse affect the universe. And if we done seen how this plays out, we done seen people use these things to their advantage or and to my disadvantage, I'm not sure why people are still doing these things in regards to being in a current court case. Listen, it's people's job to ask things. It's people's job to say things. You got to be willing to ignore things that make that is detrimental to the cause. You can't get through. I keep, I, I just don't applaud going in the trick bag. Here we are, Tori in the trick bag. You went in the trick bag. And then when you deal with this podcast world, it's so weird, right? Because I like a lot of these guys, but these guys are not from nothing. They like good guys, respectfully to everybody in the game. But, yo, bro, I'm par and I'm giving information to the youngsters and I stand on that. So I speak on things. I don't give a fuck what it is I speak on. I'm going to speak on what I want to speak on. But guess what? If you hear loon name in a court case about some loon said on a podcast, you will never hear another word out of loon about that. As I watch academics, I'm like, yo, act, bro, these folk bringing you up in a real court case and you jump right back on live like it's cool. Somebody got to pull your coattail. I know it's content, content, but we got to say, yo, bro, at this point, he dumb for, yo, Taurus, you dumb for playing with the act, and act you dumb for keep speaking on it when you see him bringing you up in court. What you stand to gain out fat? Your audience ain't really interested in that shit. At this point, homie, you detrimental to what the homie got going on. Whatever Tory got going on, it's detrimental at this point. And I come from the town. I come from the street for real, so I know better. My name come up in a court case about such loon said such and such on this up that podcast, and we think that it's a man. We shut that topic down. That a, that can't be discussed. An open case, and I'm still picking with the people. Now they finna. You may be giving them their only out, but you don't know how court work. You ain't never been to court. Niggas ain't never been in a situation where nothing was on the line. That's why I say here we are dealing with two guys that ain't from the street, clearly. Because a street nigga ain't telling act nothing. 
Respectfully to act I got a court case going on I can't tell a nigga like act Cause act can't go He gonna do some shit He gonna You feel me He loyal to his little audience So he ain't And he don't understand The ramifications You gotta deal with somebody That know what it's worth And what it costs You see what I'm saying You got people You telling things to Brothers For me I just don't see the value in But I know what's happening They affected by the internet in the same way Will broke like that and went in the trick bag. It's the same thing Tory did. You went right in the trick bag about this internet shit. Now, somewhere along that line, people will say, well, long the internet affects those guys' numbers in regards to Tory. Like, he, he ain't getting love because his perception. So what about changing his perception? We'll work on changing the perception after the, the, the results is in. Like you dig what I'm saying Cause we dealing with people That's gonna nitpick the situation It's almost like Yo you'll see me go shut up more Like if I got a girl that's She just trying to argue And da 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 Cause I been gone for four five days I'm just finna I ain't, I ain't saying nothing You saying whatever you want I done clocked out I'm not going in your trick bag You see And you gotta be careful When you doing that When I ask myself Is DJ Academics messing up the case I think Tory Lanez is irresponsible for even attaching itself to a media outlet in a situation like this. You you have people that don't understand. They're trying to win. See, listen, you never trade public opinion for private equity. Meaning you, are, you should never do nothing publicly. For the sake of the public That can affect you in private You see what I'm saying If I'm winning the case And the DNA ain't on there Boy we shutting up Boy we getting close to Boy we getting close to winning Boy I done shut the fuck up about it And I ain't said nothing in months I got some papers Say my motherfucking DNA on there And I gotta make sure That I ain't got the white folks Against me in here they going to be against us anyway in a certain extent, but you got to play the game. You got to know, you got to play the game. You got to know what to bring. Because in a case like this, you really have to understand what the DNA not being on the weapon means to the case. If you flip it to the other side and the DNA was found on the weapon, you know what that means to the case. So on the other side, if the other side is true, then you would have to assume that that's a win for Tory. But then when they bring up DJ academics in court and say, yo, Tory's feeding them information. Tory's telling him things about the court case because he want to affect his, you know, persona in public. Then you place yourself in that messy shit. Whole time Booster went to court, he never said nothing to the public. Whole time Rollo in there going to court, it's a little statement here and there. We ain't doing no messy shit. Whole time Gucci was going to court. Whole time any of these guys, you got to shut the fuck up when you go on the court. That's how I know I'm dealing with guys, good guys. Yeah, I'm dealing with upstanding citizens. But they don't understand what they up against. Why you going to court? You got to shut the fuck up. And you definitely can't have no running no multi-media company tweeting about evidence 
prior to it even being exposed in court like no matter if it's true or not it's what we can get the courts to believe and you had a win with the DNA not win the case but it's a small win in the thing that not even small it's a win it's a good size win in the grand scheme of what you have going on then eyewitness come out and say yo I seen the muzzle closer to the woman these things are Oh, but it's being overshadowed by what you see yourself doing for your public persona. Oh, man, listen, it's less about what you do and more about when you do it. You got to know what to do and when to do it. A lot of shit. See, the thing about the game, they done gave us the game in one step process. Nigga, it's a lot of this shit is two, three, four and five steps. That what loon and it's up there podcast come in because we got to explain the other steps. You got it. You can't just know what to do. You got to know when to do it. You got to know when to go in your tool belt and grab your hammer versus your screwdriver. You got to know you can cut. You can cut your face with a razor, but not with an axe. You got to know when to use the axe. You got to know when to use some of these things and know how to evolve and and approach the game. That's more important than what you do in the game. Getting in the game. A lot of you. You feel me? A lot of time, a lot of this is on autopilot. The structure run a lot of this shit. You just got to get yourself to the door and through the door. But it tells me when I see Tory attached to act, and, and he was interested in changing the way he was viewed, but I could imagine this, it gets rough when you have a whole lot of love and then that internet get a hold to you and everybody hates you. I, I imagine it's rough to try to Deal with that and, and 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 ignore that. But it shouldn't be rough when you know what's at risk. When you know what's at risk, it shouldn't be rough to ignore that internet. I can't trade y'all my public persona for my private situation. Y'all got me. F- I never go. I ain't gonna say I never go in the trick bag because you know. But I'm trying to stay aware of those things. We got to be cognizant of not going in the trick bag of these people. Will went in the trick bag. I can't applaud going in the trick bag and losing everything about nothing. Tory went in the trick bag with the tweet game. I can't applaud going in the trick bag for these people got tricking you out your spot. I can never applaud that. I'm a big game giver. And then you got people that tweet me and ask me, yo, what? You, so what's your thoughts on the whole case at this point? And to be honest, I don't know what to think at this point. It's been so much publicist marketing games. It's, it's so much confusion. Now, with the DNA not being on the weapon, I know what that means. It ain't no, that ain't no, ain't no two sides to that, right? We definitely get that. Ain't no two sides to that, but... I still, I'm not sure. I'm not clear on what happened. And I'm not sure if I ever be clear on what happened. I think that it's been exhausting. I think that. And again, for for those of you that don't know, Tory was arrested and had to make bond. I think it was a $35,000 bond or something like that. So he made the bond and got back out. But this hurts the, the credibility of the case. You know, when you're going into that world, you got to operate with uh, uh, at that world standards. You can't bring the Internet in now. 
And if you bring academics in there, you bringing the internet in there. And it's a real case. You ever seen a test themselves to a media platform and after they get their time, they'll do that because they still want to get their word out. It's like Max B or, you know what I'm saying? Still want to get their word out some kind of how. But then, even then, just go quiet, like just do their time. But you will never see a going through his case and attach itself to a media outlet. It won't happen. No street anyway. You know what I'm saying? But we dealing with rappers and they good guys. And, and I, you listen, that don't mean you won't fight. I ain't saying do no pussy or no shit, no pushover. I'm just saying that if you come from the street, you you already got a little bit of the information in regards to that side. When they arrest you, oh man, damn, you really disappointed. Cause I know what this is. I'm trying to go over here to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go over here to Cabo for a month, nigga. They done arrested me, man. I know what the chain game is. I know what they finna do. They finna take me down here, book me, give me a fingerprint, put me in the arm, send me upstairs. I got to go see the judge down there, see if I got a bond, what's the charge, what they know, get a lawyer, get out on bond. Hope. No, I know what this is. Ain't nowhere in that package, though, is attached to a media outlet. You went in the trick bag. And also, Academics Instagram got took. Always cite his business model being the Instagram part of his business is the most valuable asset that he has. Um, his YouTube may be neck and neck. Um, I think the YouTube over the years, because of the oversaturation of people doing those type of videos and him falling back to then go do complex and do other things, Allowed other people to creep into that space So I'm not sure if he's still as effective as he was back then When Complex grabbed him on the YouTube side of things um, But I still just don't understand putting himself in that fight I, I still don't understand what it's worth to get into that fight Right? I know it's like, yo, we you stand up for dudes and I get that part But the risk to business the risk the business side of your thing for a, a dude from Canada that he's a great artist. But if you fall today, what happens with Tory Lanes in your relationship? Is that relationship only even really birthed because of your position with said platform? He not rushing to call no other dudes behind the scenes with smaller platforms. You know, I think that. Tory, you know, is doing the right thing. If you want to affect your public persona, I would be uninterested in my public persona at this point as I'm dealing with a real thing. My reality has been altered. So the metaverse can wait. But I come from where you got to put everything to the side. You got a real life situation. I got a partner right now fighting the feds, one in the feds, and the rest of them ducking the feds. I had a partner right now go to trial in, in a matter of weeks, facing 20 to life. One of my G homies is in is in the Fed doing 10 to 15. Another one of my G homies got out, did 10, went back, did a couple, got back. Like, I'm dealing with that, so I know what it's like. Me had to go through my own personal situations. I know what it's like to say, oh, got to shut that gram down. Got to shut them phones off. 
and got to go in the bunker because it's serious. This is not a play play thing. Um, you hear academics always speak about he thinks Rock Nation is out of him now because of his run-ins with Meg. I think he just placed himself in in some circumstances that he that that was even like it wasn't valuable at all. These guys now are getting they they done got so far up, then they just become negligent with their platform. They ain't even taking it serious. Millions of people watching them. Right? Like me understand Boy I got these people watching I need to be teaching Reaching And also got Trying to get something I need to be trying to get something On every turn Right Because at any moment These people might decide To try to cut the water off I gotta know where they Plug the faucet up at I gotta figure all this out It's on me now But they get so high up And they rather play with the audience Than elevate a network Or elevate other people I just find it interesting, dog, to, to to bring yourself problems, to be doing so well, to bring yourself unnecessary problems. Loan don't operate like that. I think it's ill-advised. Now, this next topic I want to deal with is just a Will Smith case update. And I also want to speak about Benzino and Cora Ray. Because in our community, we got to understand that family is very important. But you got to make sure or be careful with the family that you choose. You born with a family that you didn't get that opportunity. So now whoever you choose to put in your personal space, you got to make sure you do that with a certain level of patience and thorough investigation. And so when I deal with the Will Smith thing, I see the ramifications of what happened with the smack against Chris Rock. And I, again, I don't applaud going in the trick bag. The ability for you to put me in a position to lose everything I worked for was a failure. I don't give a damn how I got there. If I'm on the other side of losing everything I worked for and I let you put me there, I don't give a damn how I got there. It's a failure on my part. I don't belong in the trick bag. I look at Will, I say, damn, man. They slowing down his movies. You know, they banning them from certain things. 50 Cent says a lawsuit is coming. We don't know the, We don't know even what's coming down the hill. What we do know is we see people using buzzwords and things to identify what they say they felt at the time that Will made a, such a, a grave mistake to his legacy. I view it and I say, damn, bro. Because I understand in this game, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's athletes, whether it's rappers, whether it's whatever it is, we ain't looking to get there. We looking to stay there. And when I view Will, I say, damn, bro, had staying power. I keep telling people, man, they done taught us one step of the process. They ain't taught us that it's a second, a third, or fourth. You got to know how to keep the situation, not just get the situation. You ever drove somewhere? I don't give a how pretty the place is you going you can be driving to the most beautiful uh, a place that the world has to offer if you got to drive there and turn around and drive back that experience was not a good one for you i don't care where it is you going i don't care how far it is how elegant the view is if you got to go there and come right back you can't enjoy the state you got to have staying power 
You look at Will Smith been in Hollywood all them years. He one of them ones we can count on when we say, man, I'm more like Will Smith, Barack Obama. Right? He was one of them guys. And we saw him break down. We saw him make a mistake. And that mistake is costing him. We don't know how much it'll cost him. You know, I don't know how influential we are in Hollywood to even really take a real shot at trying to put him in position to do it by himself. Right? Because with them banning him, what does that do for his career? Does that in turn ban his ability to be in movies that has a big budget because the big budget movies are interested in winning a Oscar? Right? Does that in turn slow that down? And then now we can't do Netflix. They've pulled back some. Right? What do, what where do we go with this? And how long does this last? And he's financially stable. Ain't nothing they ain't. I, you know, I don't see financially him being in a situation where he goes broke at all. But I'm dealing with the legacy. Right? For them to ban Will Smith, I asked myself, how did Weinstein win a Grammy? Ain't no bans on that. So you got to be careful what they do with black men when black men make a mistake. There's an old saying that says, if a dry leaf falls, as a warning for all the other leaves. Yeah, I'm off the same tree you off for. So if that fall off this same branch that I'm on, even though it ain't got to me yet, what will it look like if they try to cancel me? This is what it looks like when they cancel one of the greats. This is what, okay, let's see what they doing. All right, now let's look over to the other side. They got some people over there that done some things that's way worse than the old smacking. What they do with them over there? And let's weigh those things up and let's identify what's really happening. I'm confused that not that not do I think that he should be just free, right? Because he shit on the he shit on the Oscars, right? He smacked the dude for saying something about his wife. And that's how it was being framed when in all actuality it was an emotional breakdown from a man that's been ridiculed online and has misrepresented his marriage and maybe his position in it. A lot of people say the dude a simp. You know, I won't argue with you. But what I do know is that when he says certain things, he's trying to let people know in a little way, like ain't no cheating in my relationship. That means there's an understanding both ways. You understand me and a fair exchange ain't a robbery. And so he's communicating that to people and trying to fix what they saying online. And just had an emotional breakdown. Reached this breaking point right then. You know. um, Interesting now to see Jada coming out. Or reports of Jada coming out. Saying that. She believed he overreacted. And she didn't need to be protected. I find it unfortunate man. That's why I say picking your woman. And picking your partner man. It's just. It's so important. When you're dealing with love, it's, it's, the shit is damn near like warfare. The shit is a weird place it puts you in. Everything becomes blurry, distorted. You don't have a real, you don't have any real ability to digest what's happening. 
with any real clear vision. You see everything through love, through the eyes of love. You see everything in a certain way. And man, for me to be losing, whatever, like, yo, yo, you know, if you my woman, man, just place me in a situation to be protected when I'm amongst you. Place me under the impression that it's okay when we together. Make it obvious that me without you would be uncomfortable for me. But don't pull me closer to bite me. Don't pull me closer to, to, to ridicule me. You know, don't ever, I hate when somebody, let me, hey, it's a whole bunch of people, they want to whisper, and you bring your ear over and they done said something they could have said. I, don't, don't bring me close to do me, bad. But you got to be careful who you attach yourself to. And this isn't about Will and Jada because I try not to be critical of people with love attached to them because I understand shit gets slippery. But this just is about my understanding of relationships and understanding the love but because it don't matter where a man go. Don't matter, don't matter where a man dwell, he take his partner with him. And see, when you got a woman and you got somebody that you give the ability to... To give access to your heart to When you got somebody that you give access to your heart to In that way They got the ability to hurt you But they also got the ability to help you But both ways call for you to open up You see what I'm saying It's almost like for you to get a good punch You open up for a good punch But you got to trust in your landing power You got to trust that I'm going to make the connection Because either way I got to open up and depending on the woman you got, man, depending on where the chips fall and, you know, how she treats you and how you feel about her, depending on that situation, that relationship, the vibration between the two people, the woman can either grab your confidence and hide it from you or she can breathe life into you. But you got to be careful which one of them things is happening because when love is involved, you can get confused because you can have spurts and moments of both of those things. But what you're looking for is what? Staying power. You need consistency. You need consistency with them feelings. I need that type of vibration all the time. I don't just need it once a year and, and when I buy some or when need kind of I need that kind of vibration all the time. I got to feel like, yeah, all the time. I hate to see Will be up under the scrutiny like that and people be saying, yo, Jada just be selling him out. Like she just be doing it bad. I just say you got to be careful that you ain't dealing with somebody that's trying to hide your confidence from you. See, it's clear when someone trying to hide your confidence from you, they trying to beat you down and make you feel a certain way about your you, you, the way you do whatever it is you do They trying to make you avoid being who you really are You got to look for somebody to breathe life into you You got to look for somebody that compliments you You understand me? We ain't just together for the sake of being together We got to be together because it makes sense And we enjoy each other I need it to be pleasant when I'm with you Not all that old other shit and sometimes in relationships, like if I was with a woman who 
publicly has put me in a situation that is starting to affect me privately, I would probably, I ain't going to say leave, but I would consider what, I would consider the effects of staying. If I'm currently being affected by your current relationship model, I might got to get out the way because it's placing me in an uncomfortable situation. And I just worked 30 years for what is at stake. They had my name next to Barack Obama if I'm Will Smith. What do they got me now? And I wasn't done yet. But you see, if I was done, then it's like fuck what they got me. But I wasn't done yet. I was still rolling. I had just popped Bel Air off. I had just. But everybody on the boat got to understand the destination. Sometimes people want to jump off. They really want to be on their own ship. And I just say, make that clear. Like, just say, yo, Loon, we ain't riding. We want to do our own thing. Don't be on the ship just because it's convenient for you. And not saying she is, but relationships are so weird. You don't know what the, like, what's making you publicly say that I shouldn't have done now? I shouldn't. Are you saving yourself as the boat going down? And love is a strange place, man. It's a strange place that we all want to visit. And it's just a weird thing that happens. Like, a lot of times, man, I tell you, if a woman is freaky or you done fell in love, you done slip and cough feeling, one nigga cut his whole motherfucking senses off. Nigga, stop thinking. Nigga, stop smelling. All his senses done cut off because he, he loved a woman. You feel me? So sometimes you got to check yourself. Oh, man, let me consider what's going on, man. Hold on. You've been talking to me. I done let you, man. Hold up, man. Man, the expectations don't went awry around here. You understand? Sometimes you got to check yourself back into the hotel. You understand me? Yeah, I'm the heartbreak kid again. You know what I mean? I done got back down the pimp side and I'm headed outside. You feel me? So, hey, man, listen. I don't know, man. Like I say, you know, I ain't going to be held hostage by love. Right? If it ain't providing me peace, sanity, I just ain't going to be hostage because somebody said I love, we love each other. We've been together for a certain time or love won't hold me hostage. I'm looking to elevate in my life and I'm looking to experience life at the highest form. I'm, ha- I'm looking to have a great time in my time here. I'm looking to do some extraordinary things. Unfortunately, that may mean that everybody can't go. That don't mean you can't get there. That just means you can't get there on this boat. You got to figure your way out. Going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Let me speak about this, man. You know, I like to always talk about Family relationships, whatever in the culture that pops up that 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 gets my attention, you know, I like to bring to the pod and kind of give some game about it. Um, and before I get into the subject, let me just say this: I'm fresh back home from L.A., hustling like a motherfucker with this podcast shit. I had meetings, several meetings. Um, I went over and fucked with Cookie. Shout out Burner. Had a good time, had a big spot out in the hills, the heated pool, and you know, I had a had a good time out in out in Cali, man. I, I went over on five five, 
street, you know where Crip Mag is from. Um, and got with a few people. I think I think that California is an interesting state, man. It seems like they've ran out of room. Doesn't seem like I know it's too many people there. There's a bunch of people in California that you just like, yo, why y'all people keep moving here? The unique thing is you don't see a lot of two and three and four story level houses like in the south. It's like the houses are straight across. It's like the houses are just straight, you know. Um, I tell you what's shocking to me that the that the that the drug users have taken over LA. And not taken over from a standpoint of it's more drug users than it is just regular civilians. But the effects of those people just accept what the people what the homeless and those people do around there. I was in traffic and I see a homeless man like he like he just gonna walk, you know, disregard the light and just walk past the and somebody was like they stopped and he hit their car. Boom. In the South, we'd have got out and whooped his ass. But they let him hit the car and then he bagged up and walked off and they just kept going. I went to a guitar center because I had to do a show out there and I had left a couple of pieces of equipment. I get the guitar center. They got a horror story to me about how somebody on meth ran through the through the window. You know, and so everything over that way by Guitar Center in L.A. and Hollywood, everything shuts at 7 o'clock. I think it's on Melrose. Everything shuts down at 7 o'clock. They done let the the homeless and the, the drug users that do act in a certain way, they done let them dictate their ability to make money past 7 o'clock because it's dangerous. In the South, boy, we'll get guns and post up in them establishments. You know, but the laws are different. Things are different, man. I think, like I say, it's a great place to be. It doesn't, they're cold because I had got in the, uh, you know, the pool is heated. So I was in the pool. It was like 50 some degrees when I first got there. I got in the pool and of course I couldn't feel it. But when I got, I'm like, damn, it is kind of cold. You know, it is. It ain't just warm as you would think. You know, you would think that it doesn't get cold at all out there, but it actually does. Had a great time, man. Shout out to everybody that pushed up on me, pulled up on me. You know, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, you know, I you know, I had shouted with me. We went to a illusion. They got a whole bunch of illusion things up there. Like I was up there just doing shit too. You know, I talk about the vacation and the relaxing, and it's it's just important, but you gotta know how to mix your work in. One thing that I did notice um, or, or that, I, that I'm that i watching about myself is because when I'm in FOGFO Studios, you know, I go platinum almost every time. I got a high percentage from from the field at FOGFO Studios. Um, but I got the when I'm taking the show on the road, I got to make sure I'm just as effective. And those things are on my mind just because I understand the difference in approach. I understand that the atmosphere a lot of times makes it too where it's comfortable for you. I also want my guests to feel like they can get their shit off. You know, so just just I'm identifying my approach to the game and, and trying to be diligent and, uh, and effective in the market. Um, speaking on being effective in the market, let's deal with Coral Array and, and Benzino. There seems to be an issue with Coleray and Benzino going back and forth. For those of you that are unaware, Coleray is Benzino's daughter. Ben, Benzino is the guy that we know today that had one of the biggest publications known to hip hop, right? So he's one of those guys for the culture. 
Um, since then, he's been on Love and Hip Hop, Marriage Boot Camp, a lot of those kind of shows. Um, you know, going through the ring or just trying to get the money on TV and things like that. Me and Benzino's had a couple of conversations. Um, shout out Queens Flip. Um, but as I see this, you know, Cola Ray, you know, went and posted. She said some things on Breakfast Club and he got offended. Let's listen to what she said. Hold on. Before we get to what, what she said, because now I just, you know, as as looking at that, it reminded me that this isn't this didn't start from Benzino and his daughter just going at each other. Right. Breakfast Club had her on there. The Nicki Minaj record with Cora Ray was almost ruined due to Benzino saying something about the record on Clubhouse. I, I, I won't explain to you guys that anytime your artist is big as Nicki Minaj, Drake, Meek, all these kind of now the baby's creeping into that. I'm sorry. Now little baby's creeping into that. When you as big as any of these artists, what happens is the media and the powers that be is waiting on a reason to bring that number down. Like Dirk has even moved into that. Once you get three, four, five hundred dollars a show, once you get two and three hundred thousand dollars a show, they looking for a reason to bring you back down to fifty. So if we do put a single or put any music out and and we don't access every channel that we have in regards to our leverage with any kind of playlists and all these different things that we have at our disposal, if we don't use these things, then therefore we don't give this record a fair chance to keep my numbers where they are in regards to my book and my feature. You know, because the, the critics looking for a reason to write, oh, this record didn't sell as good and they fell off. And so... Now that affects your negotiation. So I know a lot of people just look at it like these big artists are assholes, man. They don't want the records to come out. But the reasoning behind that is because when something comes out and doesn't have that machine behind it, once you get that machine behind you, now that can be viewed as underperforming. And when something is underperforming, they will hang on that in negotiation to try to make that seem like that's where you currently sit at, knowing that it didn't get all the channels that we needed it to get for it to even have a real chance. And that's how they keep people from doing as much as they could. I, I'm interested to see what NBA Youngboy last album does with them knowing he's on the way out the door. Right? Do they put promotion? Do they what do they do with it? Because usually they 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 want your last couple of ones. They want you to be in a box so they so they can negotiate and have you believe that your status has underperformed or is depreciating. So they can negotiate from that standpoint. It's a negotiation thing, right? So Nikki was upset with that rollout and and undercutting the ability because the shock value for artists that big also plays into that, right? Oh my God, that's out. Let's rush and see what happened. That's a thing. So Benzino did that and they asked Cora Ray how she felt about it. And this is what she said. And then that's what started this whole thing. So let's listen to that. Nikki, so I guess, I don't know. He went on Clubhouse and he was like, I was like, dad. Yo, Neek, me and Neek are sleeping. We are at Mina House. We're sleeping. <laughs> Yo, in a minute sleep. Neek, wake up like, Oh my God, go ahead, Dad. Let me just leave the niggas out. I woke up like, no, my God, my life is over. I'm crying. I'm like, she's canning it. She's canning it. I'm like, I threw my phone. She's done. Nikki's done. She's not calling me back no more, whatever. But I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, why would you do this to me? He's like, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. I was just, they, they, I felt like they tried to trick me into it coming. I'm like, Dad, 
Why? You've done this all your life. <laughs> Why would you say something like, I'm sending him screenshots like, see, look, you messed it up. Everything's ruined. He's like, Damn I'm so man. sorry. He's like, I'm deleting everything. I'm deleting all my social media. He he was so hurt. I, I don't know if I was more hurt of the fact that I lost, that I felt like I lost a verse or I felt like my father was like humiliated and he was so proud and he was crushed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what hurt me more. Nikki, so I guess, I don't know. He went on Clubhouse and... So right there you hear her explain the way she found out about him leaking the information and also his response to her being hurt or her being disappointed with him leaking uh, th that information. Um, so then shortly after that, fast forward, things get slippery, right? Coy then tweets this. I hate to bring this, I hate to, bring this to social media, but my father needs help. Sorry if I offended you on Breakfast Club, but don't treat me or my mom away because you hate to admit that we went broke after the source. Second tweet. Build a fucking bridge and get over it. That's why I don't even like mentioning his name. That's why I never mention his name coming into the industry because he can't get over his past and he don't even realize how much damage he's doing when he does this stuff. Cora Ray speaking on Benzino. He's taking my mom. He's texting my mom, threatening her, talking about some watch. Grow up. You was just trying to get her to do growing up hip hop. We don't want that life. She's trying to be here for me and support me. While you trying to find every way to be for me and suck the life out of me. I'm tired. The devil is working. This is a perfect example when everything is going so good. Here he comes, being weird, trying to fuck up somebody's life. Last tweet, I'm your only fucking daughter you worried about being called broke on the day of my debut album. You ain't even text me congratulations. You so bitter and evil. I'll pray for you. It's a hurt feeling to feel like your parents don't support or even envy you or even your family or your loved ones or even your significant other. See, that's a whole different conversation and, you know, I'm going to advance this conversation off of Coy and Benzino but it's a different conversation when you deal with someone and you love someone that envies your position in life. You got to be careful when you choosing those things that you can't get rid of. Right. And so when you deal with things, you got to always be fully aware, measure twice, cut once. All those things also apply there. You got to know one thing. Wherever a man goes. His partner dwells there as well. But even in these situations, dog, how can you love somebody that you hate on? How can you love somebody that you hate on? I be looking at things sometimes and I say, you supposed to been proud of me. You supposed to been proud that I figured a way out of how to get out the mud. You worried about that I ain't came back and got nobody else out the mud. How do you love somebody you hate on? The only thing that I can think of, and, and that's why I say it's not applicable, it's not even applicable when you deal with daughter and son. I'm sorry, when you deal with mother and son or when you deal with mother and daughter or daddy and daughter or daddy and son, it's not even applicable there. What can make a man? Because a lot of people are saying that. Now, what I also know is, is that the rap journey and the rapper's kid, and I'm not saying this about Cora Ray, let me be clear, you know I support her and I won't talk about black women. I think she's a black woman. 
um, because I've heard Benzino speak about him being black. So I, I don't I don't speak about black women in a way outside of trying to learn and spread information in a way that's effective to other people that's watching the babies in particular know the information to stay forever long after we all perish. So I, I, I operate with that understanding. Therefore, speaking on behalf or speaking to some of these things is instrumental in me getting the message out. But I know rappers like to attach hardship to their story. You know, Cora Ray doesn't move around the industry with any gimmicks, so this may not be her, but I know good kids that's rappers now that is portraying a certain level of thugging that they ain't never been up against. People ain't never really, yo, dudes is grown rappers asking how many ounces is in a brick. They ain't never had to buy that. They ain't never had to go nowhere and try to figure out, man, I got two bricks of this where I'm a cookie that they ain't never had to even think about some of these things. I got four million dollars come through a month. Where I'm a hide some of who is a good mother that ain't gonna spend it, ain't gonna got a room in their house I can use to put the uh-uh right. They ain't never had to. so they gotta attach some kind of triumph to their story. So a lot of times rappers like to. Say that they were broke or they were poor or they were gang banging or they got it out the mud or they were sleeping in their car or they just got out or, you know, it just it's always now a lot of them, especially today, rappers, they really coming from it. But also a lot of them are faking it. And misrepresenting what happened. So on the flip side. That could you imagine? Because again, we don't know which side is true, at least I don't. I don't know his financial situation. She says he was financially embarrassed when she was a, a child, you know. She says he was financially vulnerable when she was a child. So, I don't know. All I'm saying is, just could you imagine on the other side if you was taking care of everything and he, your child, come on the internet talking about how hard she had it or how hard he had it. I know me, I'm going to have something to say about that. I'm going to have something to say about that. I push and pulled and dragged. Nigga, I sold the whole house to make sure you ain't had to. Come on now. So I can I get that side too. But now on the other side, that's why you got to consider everyone when you deal with these things. Because on the other side, her album is out. She made a mistake. You are dealing with your child being young, operating in entertainment. These tr- these questions are tricky. These answers are misrepresented, misinterpreted. Like, it's a weird place that she's in, but you got to allow for some grace. You the big homie being a writer. You know what this media thing is. You got to allow for some grace for, sh- for your baby girl. So, at some point, you got to understand that. I just hate or would hope. You know, or understands Benzino, you know, because his his argument basically is, yo, nigga, I had money then. Street money was taking care of them. This was taking care of them. That was taking care of them. You're not going to paint me like that. I couldn't imagine working hard, you know, for all these gifts on Christmas and y'all let Santa get the credit. Man, this apartment we were living in, we ain't had no, what a chimney for Santa to come. Now nah, my kids got to know I went and put the 5K out about that. Know what I'm saying? I don't want to play the little game. I'm sorry. That's just me. 
But I, you know, so I can also see that side. But for baby girl, I would do everything in my power not to hurt my daughter. I would do everything in my power. Like, I just don't want her to ever feel nothing on behalf of me. You know what I'm saying? But Cora Ray also on Breakfast Club came off to me as media trained, as had taken some sort of understanding of questioning and lines of questioning and how to respond. I think she did a she did a phenomenal job with whatever tutelage she's been under in regards to her media training. I think it was clear that she didn't go up there unprepared without any talking points or, you know, it, it kind of seemed like she was um, taken back that Charlemagne them didn't play the little game. That's one thing about Charlemagne, no matter who he's around. And I'm telling you, as I'm getting further and further up, I'm seeing how hard it is. Like, it's a skill not to fold, Right. And I mean, when I mean fold is you don't want to be viewed as a mean person. Right. So here it is. This person good enough or this person nice enough to come to your platform and speak to you. And they ask you, do you like their music? And you're like, I don't listen to it. It's authenticity in that, but it's also a situation where. It's uncomfortable. And me being new in the space, that's why I champion people like Kanye, Charlemagne, even Joe sometimes. Or, you know, some of these people that say some of these things that may get pushed and pulled out in the media a certain way. Because I know, oh my God, as I'm getting further up, I'm seeing, oh, it's gravity attached to this shit. Oh, this ain't just. So you got the whole staff looking at you when you say, yo, they ain't cutting the checks right. And they think they smarter than everybody because how they hiding it in the contracts is us. And you got the company right there. You know what it would like for Kanye West to say, George Bush don't care about black people. He still got to walk through that. Yeah, when the cameras cut off and y'all at home talking about it, he's still in that building, got to get out that building. And, you know, some people speaking, some people mad no more. You know, they, they it's, it's still an atmosphere that it creates that the viewer doesn't even consider. And that's why I got to champion some of our speakers. Like when I see T.D. Jakes, he's just so graceful. I watch Jakes, I'm just like, yo, that's me. That's where I want to be at, that right there. Just so graceful and it's just so effortless. It's just, it's just gone. You know, he's just gone with it. You know, he's just effort. It's just so easy for him. But I know it's hard work. I know it's hard work. But when you see somebody like I say, you see a um, or even a Dame Dash at that interview with Breakfast Club. You know, when he when he's talking about business and this and that and that and this, like he still got to leave this place. Cameras off. All right, man. Thank you. He still got to get up. Boy, it's a it's a weird vibe right there. So it's different operating in front of the camera. It's a different thing. And for the people that don't know what she means when she says, yo, he can't let his past go with the music industry. She's basically talking about the industry kind of ostracized them. You know, they did him wrong. In regards to, you know, according to him, uh, in regards to the Eminem situation, he had some proof on Eminem at a certain time when he had the biggest publication in the world and couldn't get it off. They were stopping and blocking him and he took it personal. 
And see, that was his downfall. It didn't. It wasn't that he didn't do good business. He took some out the business personal, and that is a problem. You understand me? When you start gunning for Eminem in your own brain, like I want Eminem, I'm gonna make sure to expose him. I, that you put too much into that. You got a whole thing going on on here. Eyes on your own paper, young man. Eyes on the road, young man. You don't motherfucking take your eyes off the nigga for who? That's how you fumble the ball. Know what I'm saying? And and I think that his inability to take Eminem down with the biggest platform at the time shocked him. And it's in a shock through his confidence or through his feelings to where he felt the way. And and she's saying he basically bitter at the music industry. Like, these fake motherfuckers, these white people, this, that, that. She's saying he got that kind of vibe. Now, I still can't imagine your daughter coming out and dissing you online. And I still can't imagine me as a father saying anything detrimental about my daughter online. That, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. There's nothing in the world that'll make me go online about my daughter. I don't give a f- what the situation is It can be 20 million dollars at stake About my daughter I can't go online about that Now Should she Should have said we was broke No I don't believe that to be the case either Cause if you staying there Cause he went to Naming addresses and everything You were staying right here In this part of town There's no way you was broke You grew up right here You know And it's like yo This your daughter at the end of the day We don't get into that now, after that, it spilled over the clubhouse. This is where it gets slippery. It spilled over the clubhouse, and I'm going to play just a little bit of it. On clubhouse, they're talking about Benzino, and they got a guy on clubhouse, I guess, that represents the LGBT community. And he's talking about Benzino being gay, certain things happening online. WAC 100 gets involved Now for those of you that are unaware How WAC 100 gets involved Him and Benzino have talked a few times WAC 100 has lost his clubhouse page Due to this involve, in his involvement in this altercation The thing about Benzino He flies off and says crazy shit, right? Now WAC is on that same recording Therefore now his clubhouse has been taken It, it took WAC 100 Almost a year to build. He had a hundred and some thousand followers on there. He just lost that. You know, standing up for me and freedom of speech, I get all of that. But you don't go in the trick bag, man. You don't allow, you feel me? So now, I get it was supposed to be content. It was a thing. Let's listen to a little bit of it. And you guys could tell me who was wrong. We'll come back with some game about it. Two niggas in eight different rooms, bro. This yeah. man was checking out. Why? Why? The police came to the door. What kind of guy? Listen, yo, let me say it. He was checking out. Again, this conversation is with Benzino. This is Wack 100 talking about Benzino coming out of some hotel. I guess something has went viral about him being gay, uh, which he's denied all rumors of that. But in this same room, they also talked about Cora Ray, and he started to talk about where she grew up. And she's not—he's not, not going to allow her to continue to run with this narrative. Uh, 
motherfuckers in a hotel when it's another man in this room. That's I said, bro, men, 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 are Kavario, you telling me, right, in today's Kavario, day, Kavario. are you telling me in today's day, right? Right. Crazy. Think gonna know this, though, bro. Don't think y'all gonna keep opening up on straight men. Nah, we can fight back over here. We're a little deeper than y'all on this side. For real, for real. Straight up. Straight up. I, I guarantee you, I'm kicking 100000 in the greenhouse. And every room I reach out to, going to open is. the Shout out to hey, Benzino. Hey, I'm going to mute up. Tell this man he gay and we're going to mute up. Yo. Whack, what up, man? What up? What up, y'all? Man, look, bro. The nigga got a gay room over there. Tried to run a narrative on you, bro. Like, you checking out the hotel, the band being in the room with you. Like, we don't do that. Moving dope, on tour, all kind of shit. I was saved, keep it moving. But he wanted to call you gay. So I said, you know what? I can't fight him on his own platform. But guess what? My rooms is just as big, if not bigger than his. So we gonna stand up for the straight man. There that man go. Address. Yo, what's up? So um, I created a room that uh, talked about the video that resurfaced um, about you being in that room uh, with that man. And I opened the room. Hey, I, I, go ahead. What you gotta understand, ain't everybody with getting f***ed in the and sucking men. You got to get that through your head first. See how Benzino flies off the handle. He flies right off. You don't have to march no more. You, you, you got to learn how to communicate to in a way in this new era that's way more effective. To be friendly with you and friends. You're not being beat up no more. But what you got to stop doing is trying to make it seem like every straight man wants to be gay. Because and that's not the case. You see, I, I didn't even, I don't, I, I don't even bring this because it was so preposterous like i'm 56 bro i'll be 57 in july i didn't did so much murder kill shit, ridiculous dumb shit that i'm blessed to be on this earth and still not locked up don't play with me I don't play with my name don't play with my legacy all right i'm going through enough already out here i'm not trying to fight with the lgbt none of that none of that and and, and, and let me and, and let me even keep it more 100 i got an only fans right that i just show pictures of me you know what i'm saying because i work out and yeah i show pictures of my I, okay, uh, uh, all that, and I'm sure there's gay men on there, but I'm straight. With me and mother Cavario was in that room. That's a fuck. That's one of my best friends. Not only uh, that, that 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 I gave him, um, he, he don't work for me at the source and at Hip Hop Weekly, but he done been on tour with me and my father. When me and my father got locked up fighting police, don't play with me. Don't play with me, man. I don't play with you. I don't. I don't disrespect you and how you move or whatever. I don't give a. How that video look like? I could care less what anybody thinks. Motherfucker would not come to me in person and say any of that shit, and that's a fact. You see, I don't care about none of this. I'm out here. I'm outside. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm in these streets getting it. I'm not trying to play around with nobody's legacy, their name, or their reputation. Don't play with mine. I don't know what your motivation is, and I could care less. I don't. I don't. I don't answer on this. But whack motherfucker called me and he said look bro you know and and and, and whack i love you i'm anything you need from me i'm i'm there for you because you know you know what because because for him to have the influence that he has and him to stick up for me yeah, that's big all right the bottom line is ion ion get it through your head not everybody wants another man's dick in his ass and and that not but it's okay that's what you like then that's what you like i'm not i'm i'm not disrespecting you for that me and you could still me and you could still be cool i did a whole 
reality show. If, if you notice, the guy on that that he's talking to is quiet because he's walking him into the trick bag. You understand? If you don't hear the back and forth, the back and forth, that's what they do on Clubhouse. The back and forth, the back and forth, the back and forth, the back and forth. If you don't hear that, somebody waiting on you to make a mistake. So I would encourage you to re-listen to the replays. Um, and you can set a lawsuit or whatever if I called you gay. The video, the, the room click. See, they're playing those games where they're not calling you gay, but they're questioning your sexuality and the whole in the whole room right and this is a touchy subject for me because i don't involve myself in who people sleep with i'm uninterested in anyone's sex life period right if i'm not watching it on only fans or something like that i don't care who you sleep with and, and i want people to hear me and hear me well when i say that from the top of the mountain what i am clear though about is don't call me nothing that i ain't yeah, don't call me a white boy and you know I'm black. Yeah, don't call me a boy and I'm a man. Don't call me nothing. Don't call me nothing that I ain't. Just keep me in my proper place, right? So if you calling me something outside of whatever it is that's true to me, we may have an uncomfortable situation. Shit may start to feel like a problem. Shit may start to feel weird in here if, if, if I get the feeling like people are calling me something I ain't. And again, I want to be clear that this ain't specific to sexuality. Don't call me broken. I hustle hard enough where you can see what's going on with me. Right now, some things I'm uninterested in. You calling me these things. They don't trigger a certain thing. And I think that the argument on the other side would be, why would this trigger you so much? And my response to that would be, I'm not sure. My response to that would be the way that the black man has already been demasculated. The way that we've been placed in mainstream white media outside of our reality, right? Because we've been placed like something outside of kings when we are kings. So everything that's happened to the black man prior to this day and age, we got to consider. And it's hard for us just to erase that. It's, it's hard for us to navigate without that in mind. Let's keep things in its proper category. When you're dealing with a king, let's address him as such. Don't address me as a podcaster. Address me as a CEO. If you see me addressing myself as a podcaster, understand that I'm operating in that moment in a point guard position. But understand I took the jurors off a while ago and I now own the team. But since you're dealing with the founder, my ability to put the jersey on and play all five or ten positions is still intact. It's a difference when you got the information and you regurgitating the information. Right? So I had to really build mine. A lot of you dudes bought yours. So categorize me in the right way, man. And I think that that lends itself to whatever aspect you operating with my name in. Whether that be my sexuality, my financial status, right? My ability to articulate my, my thoughts, like categorize me in the right position so I can understand the frustration with that. I do think that the words being chose by Benzino 
are a bit harsh and unacceptable in the climate that we operate in at this moment. I think we got to be clear on where we are when we communicate. You don't speak English in a, in a, in a country that don't understand English. It's ineffective. We want to be effective in our communication. If we're looking for directions, we need to be communicating in a way where the people that got the directions can understand what it is we need and communicate in a way where we can understand where we're going. It's a period behind that. So when we go to using words that they can use against us, here we are in the trick bag. Here we are in the trick bag. I done start you, and I get it. I know dudes be emotionally charged on whatever drug they on. They got to go with it. Rah! They just go to talking. But we got to be clear on what we stand there with each other. The internet don't care who it talk about. It just want to talk. You got to know the internet just want to talk. I see what they do on the internet. They ain't interested in none of this shit. They just going day for day with other Whatever popping that day we own that Now certain things stick a little longer Depending on who interested in it Right so if somebody with an influential Status grab hold to it and continue To talk about it it, it gets what's Called legs in this business Now it becomes a cultural conversation But I, I You know I, I hate to see um, And this is less about these People but I, I, I hate to see you know, me anyway, or my people, or what we do being miscategorized, that's how they get us all the time. They call us artists when we CEOs. That's how they get us. They're trickers, right? They're miscategorized, misrepresent what we're doing. They'll call it general labor when it's, when it's the heart and soul of their business. They'll call you a podcaster when you, you brought 40% of the audience, you got to make sure you're being categorized right. And I think if we don't pay attention to how we're being categorized, we in deep trouble. Because everything, ha everything has its proper place. Once I allowed you to categorize what it is I do, the byproduct of that is categorizing me. You see what I'm saying? And so, again, this led to WAC 100 losing his clubhouse. And he was trying to build that over there. And I think going in that trick bag, you seen him quiet like that. We don't, come on, man. You feel me? But what it is, is it's the playing scared. You know, I always had old trick for dudes when they run up. Act like I ain't with it. Man, come on, y'all really trying to. Oh, man, because I know that's going to make them run in with all the confidence in the world. They're going to come up bleeding. Sk, sk, sk. I, done, I done cut two, three of them because I played scared. And they ran in, see, with all the confidence in the world. But, but see, this is the thing. Even in that conversation, you think he quiet and just letting you say all that. He ain't even engaged the conversation. This ain't a conversation. This is somebody waiting on you to say something wrong that they can clip out. And that's what they did. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with a little more part. We'll go from now. Biggest. So we're back from break, right? So let me tell you what just happened to me, man. I, I tell you, the internet is a very weird place, right? So I'm on the internet. And for those of you that 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 know, sometimes I post things that uh not on my main page, but I got another page. 
where I just kind of repost things, right? Whether it's a funny skit, some good game, a movie clip, what some of the just interesting things that that come across online, right? Pretty women, thick women, and so a lot of the people from my town they know it's they know it's my page, it's my page. So I'm running the page, right? So. I go to posting these thick girls. These to me, they they beautiful women, right? And so I post, and then I get like six, seven people from the town hit me instantly. Man, that's a man. I said what? So I just so happen to know who this individual is because I'm kind of in the industry now, so I can kind of locate people. Oh, you was on the radio over here, and now my people. Let me figure out what your Instagram is, and I hit you on on the ground. So I end up hitting the girl up And I hit her up You know I come to a DM You know you pretty and thick and this and that And that's cool you know But a lot of girls want to sleep with Big Papa too now Yeah I look like an opportunity now Let's be clear about that So as I approach it I approach it a certain way I don't try to disrespect or be overbearing or nothing But I hit a DM like yo I'm X, Y, and Z And um, you know I posted you on my page and I just wanted to ask you because I didn't know. Now, y'all tell me if this is inappropriate or not. I have no understanding. Me, I rather them. I rather go ask the, the lady. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, it's like, yo, if I just take their word, because I know a lot of these girls, they want to run me away from certain things, too. It's like they trying to tell me this a man, you know, whatever. So and to me, it didn't look like no man. And the pants were so tight to where. It was super duper tight it ain't, it ain't like I'm looking for a woman and a man Nigga that ain't the case I'm just saying I didn't see man when I looked at it But they saw man according to them So I asked I'm like yo what, is, you, is you a man or a transgender community I don't know exactly how I put it But I DM'd and said something like Yo are you a part of that community or whatever Because when I post you on my page I get a lot of people to say that's a man And I'm wondering is they hating Or is you a man Man how about the lady got mad at me First she responded like Don't ever fade me like that I ain't no man I'm like yo I ain't. I wasn't even trying to come off as disrespectful I was just saying like Yo these girls is saying that over here So I'm They really trying to shame me to take it down Right but I, I'm smart enough to know the game. I know there's some hating going on with the women community. So I reach out to you to try to clarify. Because if you a dude, you coming down off my page. You understand? If you's a dude, respectfully, you coming off my page. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to ask you. Because they done tricked me like that before. I instantly took it down and asked no questions. I done done that several times. Hey, that's a man. Whoa, what you mean that's a man? They come up off my page. What you mean? That's a man I post. What do you mean? That's a woman. But I argue or ask questions about it, but I'm deleting that. Because, you know, you don't you don't be knowing. But they done got me like that. So, and later on, I found out because I met this individual that it wasn't a man. So, sometimes when the women are super beautiful online or they got a big, thick body or some old regular one, old, old girl with the body that God gave her. Yeah, she may got a problem with, with you being infatuated with a whole bunch of ass coming up and down your timeline. You understand me? You like the new body Escalade, and she got the 80 model Escalade. You dig what I'm saying? So she's saying, nah, man. So now her thing is to throw dirt on that or throw doubt 
on that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I asked the lady. I was just amazed that she she went off on me. Like, not went off, but like, don't ever come at me like that. Do I look like a man? I'm like, shit, we don't go off looks no more. Shit. It done been demonstrated that you can be tricked by the looks, so we got the ass nowadays. And if you uncomfortable with like, so my bigger question is, and of course, that's just like a comment. That's just, you know, me having fun with that. But my real question is, is it offensive for a person to ask you, hey, are you a man? The reason why I say it'll be more prevalent on the other side in regards to um, a man saying, excuse me, ma'am, are you a man? Is because. A lot of what beauty is, right, no matter the gender or no matter what they want to behave as, a lot of the things that they call beautiful land on the side of what we enjoy in a woman. So meaning that people that's trying to reach that beauty standard, they're going to carve out the things that we enjoy from a woman and adopt those things because we view those things as beautiful. And with that confusion comes us asking that very Unusual question in this new day and age I think maybe at some point In the next 10, 15, 20 years That'll be a normal question to ask someone Hey are you um, You know what? What's your gender or what What are you You dig what I'm saying Because you can behave and look like whatever you want to look like Nowadays And so you got to kind of be careful understanding that And um, I just found this strange And y'all tell me if that's offensive I'm really not sure I don't I didn't see it offensive And I didn't try to offend But Maybe someone with my status Or statue or something That's asking that You might take that as an insult Not knowing my intellect Because I wear this costume of Of You know Like I'm still a street And I want to be clear to people too now you dealing with disruption at this point. This is just a costume you see me wearing like I'm some old street that's going to come and do some kind of violent acts and play around with the criminal activity. That's out the door for me. I'm on a whole nother mission. I'm headed down a whole nother street. I'm going down a whole nother course. I'm in a situation now to identify what it is that I need to be doing. And number one thing that I can't do is waste my time. And dealing in the streets is a time waster. I'm wasting my time when I'm going to the streets. I'm dealing with this high-level game. I need to be putting this down on Wall Street. I need to be somewhere dealing with the NFL and the NBA putting high-level game down. I'm done with the streets. But now I got to introduce this kind of character to the industry. And that's where I'm at with it. I know I know they got to deal with it as disruptive because they can't communicate the way I communicate. Their conversation don't got no confirmation attached to it. It's just talking. That's why they wearing costumes and doing that. They, they looking weird out there because they trying to identify with the people when they ain't never had to come through the same alleys as them people. In the game now, you got to teach the market what you want. The market don't know what it wants. Don't let them trick you, man, that it's a cap on listen. You got to sound like this for it to go. The market don't even know what's next. You got to introduce to the market, this is what it is. You got to demonstrate your greatness. 
You got to demonstrate your greatness. You got to come in knowing, look, hey, I offer this. Identify my attributes. This is what I offer to the game. This is what I'm bringing. I stand on it, and I'm going to work hard about it. But you got to be disruptive. You can't make people ahead of you your enemy, but you got to be disruptive. A lot of these people just got in the space first. They just started podcasting first. They was just kind of the first over the hill, the first with a mic, first with an audience. So what that does to the market is it trains the market. It trains the market that maybe because they were first that they're legends and they're the best. And what you have to do to carve your way into this game, you got to introduce yourself to the audience in a way where it's effective. You got to introduce the dudes that smoke papers all their life from the 80s. You got to introduce them in the cigars. Got to introduce the cigar man into the backwoods. And so on and so forth. And again, they don't know they like smoking backwoods till you show them what to do with the backwood and how to put the weed now. Cut that part off. Do it like now they in the backwood. You see what I'm saying? Or vaping or whatever it is. People don't even know. Again, I... The packaging is so important. And so what you learn from the people ahead of you is how to package what it is that you have. The most important thing that they give you without, they can't help but to give it to you because they got to package it to put it, give it to the market. Even if they're selfish, even if they're trying to withhold information, their ability to do so is hindered because their responsibility to the market and showing what it is that they bring to it. So by, by default, they have to show you how they package things. Now, it's way more game under that, but they give you a a framework to kind of build on and you got to know how to identify information when you see it. A lot of y'all don't know you looking at information. Whole time before I got in the podcast and before I bought the cameras, before I, I had to figure out Hey, what these people using on BET? And what they using on here? And what's the difference? And what's the price range? And why they cost so much more or so much less? So what's in the middle? And what can work? And what can identify in the market is high-quality video, right? So even understanding some of those things, I had to do it myself. A lot of these they don't know the ins and outs of the game. They dealing with the highlights. Big Loon come to deal with the entire game. And let's talk about this. Takashi 69 is coming back. I'm going to be honest with you. He's probably going to flop for sure. Two flop Shakur. Anyway, he's back and he's probably going to flop. I don't think it's going to be effective in the market, man. It. I think he took too long. Number one, what he did is devastating to his career. And we know we can't stand by that at all. You're dealing with somebody that's, that they can't reinvent themselves. You're dealing with a that can't take the costume off. That got to be a horrible thing, man. I always got to show up as Spider-Man some goddamn well. No matter where you go, they want to put the clown suit on you. No matter where you at, man, they want you to. Nah, man, that, that ain't. that's why I don't build my brand in that kind of way. What was interesting, though, to me and and. and let me know, like, let's be honest, dog. It's over. It's over. They're going to run all the tricks in the book. They're going to, they gonna, you know, I'm not even sure that some of these places being vandalized and things like that are going to be real. I think that it's going to be a lot of that coming out, like people are chasing him, but he's really safe and sound. What I think is going to happen is, is he's trying to see 
is the blog still going to pick that up? Because when he announced his way back, it wasn't as much traffic. It wasn't as much blogs picking that up, interested in that. It wasn't as much culture equity. Nobody cared, right? And that's the fix of when they say they're trying to get you out the game. With the very low pickup rates from the blogs and the minimal interest from other sites, I think it forces Takashi back in back into that same hole that he came out of, meaning I got to talk about the dead homies. Got to go at the number one artist. The blog's going to pick that up. Unfortunately for our business model, we still operate with a high level of shock involved in it. Right? We like to watch car wrecks, train crashes. And I mean that. I don't mean that literal. I mean that in a way where you like to see mess. People like to, you feel what I'm saying? So they like to engage and involve themselves in things where they can be in other people's business. A lot of the people that send people business don't want their business known. But that's the world we live in. Right? Scrutiny is only cool when you can do it to somebody else but that's a that's a song for a different studio session right let's deal with these facts these rappers think the visibility leads to the record sales i always tell people that there's a thing that has to translate i know a lot of people i remember the homie plies plies were getting posted by everybody and they mama and it probably affected his price a little bit but his record i don't i don't i didn't see his shows being as big as his Instagram, I think Cardi B had a unique thing when she started and when she had the ability to translate her Instagram following and and and, and equity over to actual ticket sales and actually seeing those people in those venues. There's something that happens. There's something that happens right when you to, to translate that Instagram person into a real fan. And a lot of people don't understand that with rappers thinking that their visibility leads to record sales and it does in a way because the the metaverse has already been activated it was activated when you started your social media that activated the metaverse right when social media started and real people got profiles and interacted on there and sent birthday wishes and balloons and shit via online that was already metaverse activity they just was they didn't frame it just yet, right? So what happens is the visibility online can lead to clicks, which is streams, which can lead to some money. But rappers really get their money with ticket sales. And so Takashi 69 is 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 going back to the model of as long as I'm streaming well, I may never have to tour again. So what he's going to look to do is get visible online. You know, of course, it looked like he spent some money on the trailer. You know, he may have shot at itself. You know, they say, you know, I don't know. You can't come back from snitching, though. Like, you might can live in your neighborhood and nobody kill your number. You can't you can't come sell records, I don't think, after snitching like that. Being, really, because, see, Takashi 69 was cheating to begin with. He was cheating the game. He was what I like to call sitting by the offering table. When you grab that gang banging and you grab them them, them flags and that, and that violence attached to it and that talking attached to it and that bragging and that boasting attached to that gang banging, people don't even pay attention to detail. People don't even pay attention to detail. They just viewing this as a whole. This is like a movie. This little dude right here saying some crazy shit and they seem to be with that. 
That was the cheat code You don't got that no more And I'm not sure Because a lot of dudes Even me and D-Strap was talking On my part That'll probably come out at some point We were saying back then When he was running wild That nah he wasn't, he wasn't that he, he just ain't that And it's cool I think what, what's misunderstood is With the young niggas That they think that it ain't cool Not to be that Everybody that come from this side of the street trying to slick get over there, it's just a lot of traffic. It's a lot of traffic. So niggas trying to find a way to get to that side of the street because it's pleasant over there. Y'all over, you know, so it's it's a situation where we want more of our black people or whoever on that other side, us on this side, we do. Coming from the ghetto, the streets, trying to survive things that you couldn't even endure. You couldn't imagine what it took to get to... You couldn't even imagine. You see what I'm saying? So when we see dudes that flirt with it and play with it, you got to really understand what they do to the to the core of it. A lot of niggas take that away. But again, I know some people are going to say, Balloon, this is entertainment. And it is entertainment. But he had blended them motherfuckers. And that's the cheat code. That sits you right by the offering table. And it allows you to get some of that music off. You can get some of that music off when you're sitting by the offering table because when 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 they ain't paying attention, they just looking at the fights and the gang man, the Instagram numbers and this and that. And you on every blog and they talking crazy. Ain't you showing up places like nah? This is that dude. But but when that wear off, man, like now everybody used to say, "Yo, these." That's why I try to tell y'all about the creator talk. I'll leave. With this creator talk and what they Yo you gotta do it more than once To be considered one of the big dogs In this game You little niggas with one good hand Ain't convinced me of nothing You see what I'm saying I'm from where we gamble at We gamble down here where I'm from So that old one good dice game You had that ain't doing nothing You ain't classified no king where I'm from Right, so I know, man, everybody that really got paper in this game, they done it several times. You got to do this five, six, seven, eight times to live like you really want to live if you trying to do it. So don't kid yourself with the one and done. Big Loon come to tell you, you got to put real game down. Long time I had the idea. I had what I wanted to say. I knew I was, I had to orchestrate it. I had to orchestrate it. I had to weave together i had to put one in front of the other make sure this was in but really i should have just went when i knew i knew what i knew i knew i can weave this from the ghetto they say what's your goals i tell them i don't know my goals 20 million is a short goal of mine and i say that it's being humble as i know how but i know i have an opportunity to change some things in the game that needs it that needs that changing the circumstances don't provide any luxury for the real ones, but I come to tell them it's time to make accommodations. It's a lot of people in front of the real I'm sick of. And I don't think it needs to be a hostile takeover. I think there needs to be a peaceful exchange of power. I think there needs to be a, for the sake of everybody that's watching, for the sake of it, don't nobody got to move nowhere, but it needs to be an understanding that our information, we need to be more structured in this thing and how we doing this thing. 
got a lot of people saying a lot of things that ain't never did a lot of things, right? So it it incorporate it it puts us in a situation to have to value bad ideas. Let's talk about Gillian Wiz Khalif. And first of all, let me deal with with the with the banning of these social medias and things and just why this is important. I know a lot of people are not in the in in the entertainment industry or music industry or maybe don't understand the way that social media interacts with business in regards to the entertainment industry. There is a tunnel in which you can categorize yourself in and you have to bring whatever numbers you have to the board right numbers being social media youtube whatever you can bring they bringing everything to the board but nonetheless i'm explaining to you guys why social media interacts in the way that it does all right so in the business there's indicators right when you're dealing with people that's not of the culture but doing business in the culture, a lot of times they're frozen until they see certain indicators. And so what you do as a podcast or as an artist or as a creator of some sort is you try to show the company that has the budget for you or that has the marketing money that you need or access to the producers or whatever it is on the other side. Usually in a traditional model, people are trying to show them what it takes to get some money from them. Right. And so some of those indicators would include, well, where do you stand on social? And so when Gilly was able to say, yo, I got three, four million on social, that's a part of the negotiation tool. Right. When WAC was able to say on Clubhouse, I'm probably number two strongest account or in this niche, I'm number one. Right. And when that account is gone, that that takes that out of that negotiation status because you can still argue that your presence on social is known, um, but they are like to argue against it depending on the business relationship and things like that. If you're past that point, then you're past that point. Sometimes you do got to argue those things. And, yo, no, man, on social, I'm my impressions is this, and I'm for me and this and that and da-da-da-da-da, right? And so to lose something like that is a very serious thing. And also we in podcasting, right? And so Gilly had some words for Wiz Khalif and placed himself in a situation where they he said Wiz took his account down. Let's listen to what happened. So crazy today because the day I had to unfollow one of you know one of my brothers, you know, Wiz Khalifa, man, I love your brother. You know what I mean? I'm still riding around, you know, banging black and yellow. And when I see you again, you a legend, man. It's Pennsylvania, baby. Philly to Pittsburgh. But I had to unfollow him today, man. Every time I come on my page, man, you in your draws, man. You giving up strapping ball action, man. You know, every day, man, I can't do eight balls in the corner pocket every day when I wake up, man. So, you know, I had to unfollow you. Play. I love you, though, man. You know, you're my brother for life, man. So, you know, when you... when Wiz, stop being in his draws. He throw some shorts on or he take a break from the gym. Can y'all DM me and let me know so I can go back and follow my brother? But until then, see ya. And so after that, Gilly's page. You know, there was a few more things. I think Wiz came under there and said something. And I think he said traumatized or something or you don't push your childhood trauma on me. And I think Gilly said back to him, 
trauma. You know, he clearly joking. They joking. This thing, you know, page gone. Now, I just explained how this could affect the business. So that's important to know in itself. But then on top of that, seems like Gilly may know something that we don't know. I'm not sure. I would hate to see us get each other clipped like that. That kind of shit. That's why I tell you, stay off that ground about that. Any of that. Don't be on the ground for that. Don't be on the ground with that. Let's let's see what else they said. And so after they went through that, Gilly then came out and put this up. He had a new page. I seen it on Wallow. Wallow said, yo, follow him. I reposted him instantly. He a part of the podcast, a part of our culture. He part of this thing of ours. Yo, let my people know, you know, everybody go follow him back, get his shit back popping. Um, and then he posted this. You tell him to put some shorts on. He tells IG you bullying him and gets your page deactivated. I was playing. These rappers so put. Then he puts in 2022, you got social media rats now. Can't wait to see you. So Wiz then responds, says, yo, because of course he's getting a lot of backlash. People saying, yo, you had that man IG removed knowing that's his business model, knowing he need that to make money, bro. And you had that deactivated, bro. And it sounds like Gilly already knows that something about him or that something. Gilly knows something. Now, I will say this. You better be careful with that jujitsu. Because Wiz know he f- that jujitsu now. You run up on that sh- feet, go to working too. You know, you got to get close to f- with them arms, that feet from that long nigga. You got to be careful with that. But Gilly want to see a man to man about that. I mean, that is his business you hurt like that luckily he got wallow and they shed them same fans so he can just for two months or months straight or two weeks straight just run everybody over there and run his followers back up um but we say yo i didn't get this child's instagram deleted gilly took that as disrespect let's let's see let's listen to what he said oh you know i'm from the streets man where you know you got to stand on what you do and say you got you got to stand on that now. You put that energy out there. You got to stand on it. Another thing, y'all think I should post his manager text messages from last night, apologizing for him? Okay, see you didn't know they did that. You didn't know Will did that. You didn't know Will text me last night and apologize because he didn't know that you would do something like that. See, you don't put your foot in your mouth, man. And the bottom line is, uh, your exact words was, I was hurt. I was extremely hurt, so my so my Instagram team, I'm strong over there, but I can get your page back. I can get your page back. Let's just sit down and talk, Gillian. I told you, fuck you and that page. What you talking about? I decline. You right? I decline. You and that page. As you see on the screen, uh, Wiz Khalif tweets, "I didn't get that child Instagram deleted. I even offered to help him get his page back, and he declined." Where's Khalifa, man? I love you, brother. You know what I mean? I'm still right. So that whole situation is getting sticky, man. And I just explained to you guys how to fix the business model. Um, I'm not sure, um, you know. I mean, Gil is basically saying that Wiz told him he done it. He felt hurt. I don't think that we should be operating in that way. 
Like, I just want my team to know, and if they don't know, right now, take this as a formal statement. If you're on my team and one of my people, me and one of these other black creators in this space have an issue, do not attack their livelihood and take their Instagram page down, their YouTube down. I do not want that to be the case. We need to figure that out amongst us unless it gets out of hand. But please, at the very least, Run across me any kind of ideas of destroying someone's livelihood that has the same color as me. I want to make that formal statement for those that work on my staff that may not know that that's my position and may think that they're doing some sort of favor by protecting me by destroying um, another black voice in this culture. And I want to be clear that that's not where I stand at. I know how hard it is to get things rolling. I know how hard it is to be committed to something that does not give you any contribution just yet. I know what what it feels like. So I never, ever, ever want to tear people down. Now, if we go to war, war is a different thing. You know, we bring out the big guns for war. Right. So that's a different conversation. But we saying that if there's a disagreement online between me and another black creator, take this as a formal message from me. Do not, my fans, my supporters, let's not take people off the platform, right? If we're going to take anybody off the platform, contact me and we'll figure out some people on the other side to take off the platforms. They in the way, you know, but we can't do that to each other as hard as it is for us to negotiate in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And so interaction online, man, we don't want to become limited by some of the people that has more to lose by interacting online than they do the game. Because at some point when this is part of the leverage, this is part of the recipe of what get me the amount of money that I'm dealing with. I'm going to have to start easing up on what I'm posting. Because the rules is changing and they really the robots is saying what's wrong. I seen when they took whack pay. See, I'm in all the, I'm in these rooms. I'm just under, I'm just low. I don't talk. They took whack pay. There's a bunch of people in there. They telling them, everybody, go report. Everybody in that other room, how they got whack pays took. They orchestrated that. Right, right. Now, they may can't contact nobody, but they let you get your shit off and, and, and say that weird shit and walk into the trick bag. Right, this shit is orchestrated, bro, and it's in a lot of it is being identified by robots. What's being said and and the context that is being said, and I even hear people argue about the N word. Like, yo, man, uh, uh, it's cool for me to say the N word, yo, but you know if they take that, that'll that'll ruin our rap culture. That'll ruin a lot of our culture. So that's a different word they got to deal with in a different way. They can't say it at all. I'm talking about dealing with the ability to monetize and move around it in the marketplace. They got to figure that out, right? We can edit here, edit there, but just we talking from a Facebook standpoint, people typing the word, people, that's a hard thing to try to comb through. And so, um, you know, they find themselves, they find themselves there. But it sounds like they can get a fight going. Sound like it might be a fight night, celebrity fight going. They might get old fight, get some paper out of it. Cause uh, I don't see Wiz really running from no smoke, and it seemed like Gilly running at it. Like yo, we gotta handle that. Like man, that just hurt my business. Like 
Wallow trying to, you know, stay out of But I know he feeling the way like, dang, cuz, I told you, cuz, don't mess with them dudes, cuz. You got to stop messing with them dudes, cuz. I bet he telling them shit like that. But it's like, yo, man, ain't thinking I'm going to say something about put some shorts on. They're going to take the whole ground. You know what I'm saying? So, young niggas, y'all better be aware, man, because at the minute y'all ain't going to be able to contact y'all celebrities online like you used to. It's going to be too risky. They're making it risky for celebrities to, to, to maneuver online at this point, dog. They losing everything by arguing back or really responding. You know, certain little things like they even got to consider metaphors when they think about what they banning, right? Because I remember one time that I had typed something that was a metaphor, literally, and they took it like it was a threat. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. They They got robots trying to figure this out. You know, uh, but censorship is real and it affects your business, um, unfortunately. Now, for Gillian them, they, they should have a working relationship with Barstool that should be in a great place where they understand the effects of them having that partnership. I think they, they probably have negotiated their way into a position now to there's some favor on both sides. Hopefully, I would think they're in the green. You know, I don't see a lot of money production wise being spent. So I would I would say they're making a lot of money on that side. So in my opinion, um, he should have they should have enough faith to to not let it affect the negotiations. But for somebody on the come up or don't have a deal synced yet or whatever, they don't have the edge LinkedIn in position that can hurt. Okay, so what we're about to look at right now is T.I. T.I. did a comedy set up in New York and it was said that he was booed. Right. So, of course, when you booed, you call bomb. That's called bombing and comedy. And what that does is it spreads. <clears throat> a lot of people are waiting on T.I. to fail in regards to his comedy career. They're hoping he don't embrace what it takes to be a real comic. Because as I explained to you guys a few weeks ago, to be a comic, there's a weird place that you got to operate in until you're successful. You don't got what you don't got, but you know it's coming. You go from making $10, $15 a show, things like that. And we talking about in that real Hollywood comedy scene or up in New York, those real comedy scenes. We got one in Nashville over at Zanis. But those real comedy scenes, you go from making the $30 and $40 a night. And then all of a sudden when it works, it works. You're that same guy, but what, but what you can take with you is everything you got on your journey. And your journey come in them hole-in-the-wall clubs. Then journey comes from being able to do those jokes in that room that you... Listen, sometimes the room doesn't change, but the audience changes. You go and do that same room on a different night, and it's a totally different crowd. So now that same jokes that you had, you got to tailor to that crowd, and there's a tweak in it. But you got to understand comedy to understand those intricate details. And I think T.I. understands it. So he's embracing what it takes to be a comic. He's embracing what it takes so far as what I know and what I see. As I told Godfrey the other week, it was personal what he said to me. I didn't see what Godfrey said the other week as framed as a joke or framed as a comedy-based uh, uh, observation. Right? Like to say, yo, you're disrespecting comedy by coming on after me. I actually took it more because it was received a certain way. I keep telling people it's less about how you put it out there and it's more about how it's received. So it, it was received that Godfrey was saying, yo, I'm better than him. I don't go after him. Who he think he is, I don't go after him. And when you drill that down, you look at the business model, 
the business model with selling tickets and also those fans had the opportunity to leave at any moment. That's one and two. But dealing with this situation, he seems to embrace what it takes to be a a comic, right? So what we're about to look at is his set. We're going to look at a little bit of the set. They said he started off um, and he was booed real bad. Let's look at what happened. I appreciate that. I don't know how many more Michael Jackson got to put on. Change one to Rita Franklin. But I've learned so much in these 12 weeks, man. I've learned there's a lot of camaraderie in the world of comedy. I've learned there's a lot of growth, a lot to learn. But not a lot for a new comedian, you know what I'm saying? And I never knew, you know, it was, you know, tight like that, you dig? But I, I see now that what we need is a union. We need a union. Us comics, we need teamsters. We have demands. And as much support as people like Rip and other veterans have been giving me, man, you wouldn't believe it. You know, some comics are upset that I'm up here. They don't think that I'm up here. They don't think I should be here. They don't think I've earned the right. They don't think I paid my dues. But what dues? And pay them to who? You don't even have a fucking union. I'm trying to help you. It's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's figuring out comedy. And I'm going to say this with a clear conscience and a pure heart. Fame sucks. Okay? Enjoy your anonymity as long as you can. Okay, uh, yeah. What, what's your name, baby? Yeah. Okay, anonymity. That is the act of being anonymous. Okay? Thank you so much for raising your hand. There's so many motherfuckers. I want to know what the word means. You're the only one to raise your hand. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why I say that. Just imagine. I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, is listening. You're listening to the crowd kind of go a different way. I really don't see where he lost him at. I thought he actually bombed, but let's pay attention. He is bombing when they born, but I didn't see where he lost him. Let's pay attention. Video is on Patreon.com. It's up there, podcast. It'll be on YouTube in about two weeks. Imagine me sitting down with my family for the first shot of tequila of the day. You know what I'm saying? And I see a motherfucker in my periphery doing shit like this. Is that you? Well, yes, nigga, I guess it is. And the motherfucker ever wanna take a picture and say shit like, nigga, I gotta take a picture. Ain't nobody gonna believe me. Well, you should stop lying so motherfucking much. Nigga, that ain't my motherfucking fault. And I'm gonna tell you another thing. To be honest with you, my kids don't know who the fuck I am. My motherfucking kids, I obviously don't know who the his name's King. I put up motherfucking college fund money for Major. I had to put up bond money for King. I'm really worried about this thing. You dig what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Please don't name your son King because this shit don't work out with it. It don't mean King like the next King. This nigga mean now. I'm going to choke spot with the neck. I think I know why. 
I think I know why. I believe I know why. You see, a while ago, he was about 10, 11 years old, man. I think this is where the animosity started. The nigga walks in, caught me slamming his mom. You hear me? Nailing his mom. We ain't been the same since. What got? That's the difference. That's why me and Wallow built our brand up around the young nigga. Breaking news. Gilly is now live. We're listening to Gilly the Kid live. It didn't matter who whole life is a throwback Thursday. Then we don't care about you, nigga. Our, 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 our whole based off the youngest. He has 8,000 people in here on a new page, man. That's effective. Almost helps his negotiation. So only old nigga we get is legends. Shaquille O'Neal, Deion Sanders, Floyd Mayweather, because they can give out real game. Come on, come on. Which has got its attention, motivation, and education. And to all the youngest man, don't don't ever be that emotional where you can't take a joke, man. And you know it's a joke. Don't ever be that emotional, man. That's some ultimate shit. It's joke on me all day, man. You hear me? Niggas joke on me all day. I joke on Wallow and call Wallow a rat. I done called him a homosexual and from in prison. I don't be joking. We playing around. That's how we play. I'm a, I'm a bootleg ass rapper. I did all bar tours. That's how we play, man. We, we ain't we don't be playing, bro. Like, it's all a joke, like, because we understand that it's a joke. It's not real. What's not real can't, can't, it can't, it can't affect me, man. It's not real. We joking. We playing around. We around. We have fun. We bid, man. Don't be that deep, man. Because we respect, we respect everybody. We, res we lead with respect. We respect all the communities. We respect everybody, man. So, it if, if we don't, if we don't, if we lead with respect and we respect everybody, why wouldn't we be able to joke around? You you know that's what we do. We joke around. We play around. So you listen to Gilly the Kid um, addressing Wiz Khalifa, addressing just what he thinks the situation is in regards to him losing his Instagram page. Again, this is just live as we are watching the T.I. thing. We're going to get back to that. We're just trying to see if Gilly's going to say anything that we can speak about. Anything that we want to talk about right now. Let me call somebody, man. Yo. What's up, dog? What's up, Gilly? What's poppin' with you? Gilly, we just want to know. The people, we really want to know, Gilly. Why is, Why are you so upset with they have no pants on? It don't, why it matter? Bro, you I wasn't just, upset. Bro, you I wasn't upset. I'm bro, I wasn't we look up to you. I'm beyond it. You see what I'm saying? We look up to you. You couldn't just let bro. that Bro, bro. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Hold on. What you mean? Why I was so upset? You didn't see me joking? Nigga? No, I'm saying I know you was no, joking. No, no. Answer the question. Did you see me joking? First like, of all, you talking, talking to? I ain't one of them. I ain't like, one of them. You talking about why I'm so upset? You want to see him with his piece bust out in front of you? No, nah, I don't. Well, what what you I'm saying talking is, about Gilly, I'm gonna just goofy? unfollow him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on social media and do all the extra shit though. I'm gonna just unfollow him. I'm gonna unfollow him. Wait, day. 10, 11, Come on, man. You want to see a 
come down your timeline with his piece out, his piece bust open. Give I'm gonna follow that nigga. Oh, All right, I'm follow Wiz. But bro, but that's that's, but I, ain't, I looked at it. I looked at Wiz like my little bro. So yeah. I said, okay, I can play yeah. with you. I was playing. Yeah. What you talking about? Why I'm concerned about a nigga being in his draws? What are you talking about, man? I was I'm playing. Saying, I'm saying, look, you look like you later, you still talking about this shit. I understand what's going it's on. It's two days later, you still talking about it. You didn't see him just post some shit up? Nah, I ain't see all that. Oh, see, so Don't you're running late. Do me a favor. Cut that thick-ass mustache down. You're too young to have that thick-ass mustache looking like the whispers, you know that nigga. What are you talking about? Get your nut ass off here, man. You don't even know what's going on, and you don't hear comment. Get your nut ass off here with your goofy ass. I'll be there with Gilly. You is a goofy. Shut up. With your goofy ass. Shut up, boy. Mustache that thick, and you a young You can tell you a goofy. Okay, so let's get back to the T.I. situation. That was just briefly Gilly going live, talking about the Wiz thing, and, and you heard him say that he tried to hurt his business, as I explained. But let's get back to T.I. and what was going on as he was getting booed on stage. Let's see how he reacted and what happened. I got, you got one more motherfucking album out of me. It's called Kill the King for motherfuckers like you. And I appreciate y'all because you made me the absolute best. New York has made me the motherfucking best, nigga. I appreciate you. Stages like this has made me the motherfucking best I could be. Appreciate that. Now, another thing that my daughter does. Can you believe my daughter know all her motherfucking mama sh don't know none of mine? Songs. They're my favorite motherfucking songs. She hear what you know. It's like, who's that, daddy? I can't believe it. But the good thing about having sons so early, 
Now they're at a point in their life where they asking me for relationship advice. My son asked me shit like, Dad, how do I know if she's the one? Nigga, how motherfucker know? I tell you what you do. You treat her like a lady, be a gentleman, take her out, keep her hydrated. Wait until that absolute moment where she has to, you know, number one. And what you do is, you drive up to a nice fancy gas station and tell her this the gas station with heated seats in it. You let her get out and you go in that goddamn gas station. If she come back out that goddamn gas station and say them seats weren't heated, that's not the mother one she sat on that gas station toilet seat. The is for the streets. I'm telling you for the, I'm telling you now, any respectable woman in this motherfucker know, you go to a public restroom, you cop that awkward motherfucking spot, and you get there, pull your pants down, not pass your knees, don't want to touch the pissy flow. If she don't do that, don't you bring that bitch home. <laughs> now, so for those, for those of you listening, this is T.I.P. on stage at doing comedy in York City, which is a, a very, very hard spot to do comedy at. Hey, listen, man, you ain't been here. Gentrification just started about eight years ago. You just got here. I'm doing improv now. All my niggas, I'll take it from you, sir. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. Fight back. I tell you what you do, envy. I know, I got an advantage. Do some songs. Start rapping. I have an advantage. So then he goes into the music. So that's his way of getting around that. I, I, I wonder if comics gonna respect that. I wish that motherfucker would. You sorry, ungrateful motherfuckers. You. <laughs> oh, okay, he I didn't wish do the song. Talking about. You got the right motherfucking one, man. I really do appreciate. Hey, listen, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love you, motherfucker, more than you ever know, nigga. This is something that I enjoy doing, and I appreciate y'all allowing me the opportunity to stand up and do what I love. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. Cause you don't know how my motherfucking house go. You don't understand that my wife got this. She, she, she was a star before I was. She constantly reminds me of this. He jumped back into his she set. She to me like, nigga, I was uh, platinum in 94. What the fuck were you doing? Selling dope, dear. What the fuck you think I was doing? Man, I appreciate y'all, man. It's been my time, man. Tilt Harris. You dig? Let's go. Bring them out. Bring them out. So that was that was him being booed and you see how it that was a great improv little act he did where he threw the thing on, where he threw the music on. I'm not sure how comics are gonna respond to that. But that is his that's his ability, got the ability to do that because he come from music. But I just I wonder would comics say, No, you didn't fight you didn't fight your way out of that. And that's what they respect when you in the dirt like any you fight your way out. Like I like a podcast where the guest where I can tell, oh shit, the guest is fumbling, but the host keeping it together. It's like, oh, he earning that money. They want to see that in comic because once you start getting the money, it's just easy. 
not easy in regards to your craft changes. That's why you got to go through that hard training is because what's required to keep it at the, 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 the rate of travel, what's required to even keep it there is a certain work ethic that you got to have because you will get there. And like I said, you will come right back. And I again, I'll make this point again. I don't care where you go. You got to have staying power. When you become a millionaire, they always try to tell you to celebrate that. I'd rather celebrate how long I've stayed a millionaire. We got to have staying power. Man, you can take me anywhere in the world, man. It can be the most beautiful view in the world. Once I get there, if I got to get there and immediately turn around and come back, that trip was no good to me. Right. So I got to be careful with the staying power with things. And so we got to make sure to identify how to stay successful, not how to get successful. It's up there. Podcast. We talk about how to stay successful. In staying successful, you get successful, but it's more to do after you get successful. And a lot of these guys ain't telling you that. And that's where we come in at. But T.I., he fought his way out by, by using the cheat code with music. And then he spoke about it with Michael Blackston. Let's see what he said. What came on, everybody got, got the whole energy changed. Whole energy changed. And then right when it was my turn to rap, I cut the song off saying, I wish I would for you ungrateful motherfucker. Ain't no way. Everybody stood on their foot, stood on their feet, start clapping. I need to see a video of that. I was all, I didn't I need to see that. I mean he don't believe him. Either way, bro. Hey, I love the hey, bad part. They even show that good part. I don't care what they show, bro. I don't give a because I ain't seeking nobody's validation. I'm not here for nobody else's approval. I don't give a That between me and the crowd. Once I left the arena, or the crowd left the arena, everybody else, y'all motherfuckers, just, you know, I don't give a I don't give a about that. Tomorrow night, we're on a no-cap tour. You're coming down to perform. Is there anything you're trying to do different? Anything to, you know? Tons of do different. What are you gonna do different? I'm sorry. What you said? <laughs> There's tons of shit I'm gonna do. Okay. Tons. You have you? You gonna say that same joke that you did, or you not? You gonna let that joke go away? I think I may. I think I may. Yeah, um, I don't what? remember. I, to be honest with you, it depends. I think it's gonna be something that it's a case by case basis. I'm going to read the crowd a little bit better. There we go. I might go southpaw on them motherfuckers. <laughs> all right. Hey, bro. But the main thing about it all, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to grow. I appreciate the opportunity to learn. I appreciate the opportunity to get better and evolve. I ain't really looking for nothing easy. I ain't looking for nothing easy. All right. That's, hey, that's, the, that's, the, that's how you got to. And the thing about New York, man, the thing about being booed is part of the comedy game. You know that. Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, myself, we all have been booed for different reasons. I know I was, I got, I'm under, I got booed one time in my career. And I didn't get booed because I wasn't funny. Only one? Once. 
Okay. Once I got booed, and I, I I didn't get booed because I wasn't funny. I got booed because I was too vulgar, and I think it was it was a, it was, it was a short of college. And I think some. How big was the crowd? It was a pretty nice crowd. I, I, I forgot the name of the school it was. It was you know every saying how, like how big like probably fifteen hundred. Dang, dang, nah, we talking 15,000. You got booed, yeah, you got booed by like 10,000 tonight. That's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not 15,000. However, uh -huh. everybody went booing. The boos came from the right side. I seen them. They came from the right side. <laughs> came from the right side. Yeah. Now, because I was looking at the middle. I was looking at the middle. They came from the right side. It was one white boy in the middle, and I told him, hey, not gonna accept that from you. You just got here. I'm not gonna accept that from you. It's Brooklyn. You just got here. <laughs> well, you know, in Brooklyn. What's it where I'm looking for? Jeff. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> you should have helped me with the word. What's it called? Gentrified. Gentrified? Yeah, gentrified. Yeah. Okay. It was Brooklyn. It was got colonizer. It was a colonizer trying to. There was a colonizer in the front, trying to, you know, enter into the booze of the right side. I say, bro, I ain't gonna have that for you. I take it from my brothers and sisters. I ain't going for you. No, nah, not you. Did you walk down the stage and Will Will Smith is? Oh, you let him live. You say what? Did you go Will Smith that? Night, or you let him live. Nah, bro, man, come on. It's all in fun. It's all in fun, bro. I ain't, I'm not upset. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. That's what you don't understand. I'm ready for more. More booze or more shows? I'm ready. As long as I ain't got to wear what you got on, man. As long as I ain't got to put, as long as I ain't got to put that on, I'm ready. Fuck you, if you want to copy my Hey, look, man, your set was. Hey, look, your set was fat though. You had a fat set. You had a dope set. You had a real dope set. Hey, nigga, trust me. This is all gonna be behind you in another three years from now. Gonna be like, I remember when I got booed in New York. It's all part of the game. I've been waiting on this moment because most motherfuckers told me it was gonna happen, and I never thought it was able to happen. I never thought. I never. I did. And this, this has, this has, when my back against the wall, I perform much better. You know what that was gonna happen at all? Or was it gonna happen like this quick? I ain't think it was gonna happen. I ain't see it happening at all. I ain't see it happening at all. Confident, motherfucker. Oh, okay. You was there yet? Yeah. Huh? Which one is that? What? You saw who coming at all? Is that from confidence or are you just a cocky motherfucker? Because the laughs I was getting. Okay. Because the laughs I was getting. The laughs I was getting was making me feel like, hey, yo, bro. The kind of laughs you getting, they ain't, they ain't coming. So you can't New York and New York says something else, right? New York, nigga. Well, hey, get what, though? Get what? what? I welcome it. Because it's all a part of the journey, correct? Yes, sir. This is what this is what comes with being a respected comic in the business, correct? Hundred percent. Everybody. So, get what? I'm that much closer to being a goat yeah, because I got that behind me. 
That's the attitude. Well, I mean, it could also come in, it, it could happen more than once, so prepare, man. <laughs> and to be honest with you, please take attention away from the suit. <laughs> like, don't keep shining the camera on the suit. Yeah. You know that you know what a suit is? It's like a, a gender review outfit. <laughs> but nah, man, I love hey look, man. I enjoyed myself, bro. I enjoyed myself. All right, so you hear T I just talk about, you know, how he respects the game of comedy. He's gonna go through some things with comedy. You gotta build that audience from the ground level. That's just how it is. It's a very grassroots type of thing. Um but he seems to be up for the ride. You know, that same building had he done in podcasting would have paid off the same way. Um, it's, it's funny to me that that T.I. can see that comedy takes that kind of building, but he didn't see that in podcasting because he wanted to fast track podcasting and get the money. But it seems that he has a level of understanding with comedy that the money and, and the accolades and the status doesn't come to after you actually build it up and he's okay with building it up so um interesting just that that's a whole nother conversation i can have but we've had a good part today um i guess i'll talk about the yk osiris um and the family of the young boy tyree sampson that was his name his family comes out calls out yk osiris saying that he didn't pay for the funeral those circumstances and before i let, before i get to that let me say this too but just about music i haven't spoke on a lot of music i just kind of speak on topics but the south is is moving little baby is on his way let's be clear to the people that's out there baby is on his way money bags on his way um those two are the two that i'm watching little baby and money bag those two are on their way very soon and we're gonna see how they affect the game But you see what baby just dropped He can just drop his own little vibe His own little wave And it's gonna go It been going It been working And it seemed to be effective I think he's found this groove And he'll be in a great place Now let me say this Because a lot of music has dropped this week You got five of your foreign just dropped You got 42 Doug ETSG ESTG Um Corla Ray Um a bunch of people dropping. Roddy Rebel dropped a single. A, pun a bunch of people are dropping um, songs with Five Yo's album. I listen to it. It sounds very polished. You can tell that it's it's polished. It's a polished album. You can hear Kanye West on it as well. I can kind of hear that element Kanye brings with the singing and certain things. I can hear Kanye West's footprint on it. It seems like they're, they're scared to let Five Yo rap though. For some reason, it comes off as being received as a consumer that they're scared to let Five Yo step outside of the drill rap or that little that little sound. If you know drill, you know that sound. There's a certain little vibe, tap, bouncing sound that they smother Five Yo in, and I think that he's allowing them to pigeonhole what it is he do. Now, I will give credit that they did take different approaches. But they kept certain elements in every single song. And I think without the ability to spread your wings, you, 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 you will not have the ability to fly. And so you have to spread your wings and try other things. Like at some point, I'm gonna, you're going to see a lot of different things from me. We got to see different things from you as a creator. So I get it. But they tried to do it in the best way they could to keep it on that. Now, 
one or two things can be happening. Fabio could have shown them that on other beats he doesn't perform in the right way or he doesn't perform in a way that's conducive to being favorable music on the market. Maybe they can say that. Maybe they had that evidence that we don't have because we're consumers. Now, if I'm Fabio, I'm probably telling them to let's not put my album out. Let's just keep me keep piping me up on singles until I get a solid 10 records with, you know, where I'm rapping on this one and this type vibe here and that. Or I give you a solid 10 of them motherfuckers. Them, them, them. Little bit. I'm in love with it. Hey, once, you know, when I give you a solid 10 of those joints like Pop Smoke was doing, it's like you got to be careful when you when you brand building on what you're doing. That's why you got to stay alert. I think he's. Placed himself in a position though to, to to have another shot at it. Now it's not a bad album. It's just a really polished album, and it's operating outside of drill, but inside of drill. It's a weird thing it's doing, and I get the innovation attached to it. I just think that they arrested his creativity. They captured his creativity. They captured his ability to show his audience that he can do something outside of that. You know, I know you want to make him the it guy for that genre of music, but I think in doing so, you still got to allow him the ability to operate outside of that just so they can appreciate what he's doing. It's a reason why when Drake come back to sing and it's a whole list of people that, Lord, I can't wait to that Drake drop right there. That Drake right there. That's the Drake I like. You serve them sometimes. You serve that people sometimes. You serve, you know, and that's how you keep each one of those facets open and those people excited about what you got coming. But for five of y'all, I think he'll end up doing a great job. He'll have a second shot at it and hopefully they allow him to do so. Now, the YK Osiris. Family called him out. The, the Tyree Sampson is his name. Called him out for not paying uh, the funeral when he tweeted that, yo, I'll take care of the funeral of the kid. Now, YK ended up showing that he paid it. And if you know anything about GoFundMe or some of those organizations, when it's a large sum that come through that organization, it takes a while because they want to clear the money. So YK showed where he sent 15K. To take care of whatever he could take care of I think they was looking for 35k Or something like that But for some reason it didn't show up for the family So YK did take care of it People ask me how I feel about it I think there's no way to feel about it Either he did it or he didn't Now if he didn't do it we can feel away But he showed that he sent some paper Case closed there's no way to feel about it Now How do you feel about rappers stepping up to the plate And taking ownership Or taking the position that they want to take care of funerals of some of our fallen people for whatever reason that is. Yo, I champion that. I think that rappers being a resource is always a beautiful thing. If a rapper or a podcast or a celebrity can make themselves a resource in some kind of way uh, available to their community or to their people, I think that's a beautiful thing. But we got to be careful because we are only a resource if we main resourceful. So we are not a resource if we are not resourceful. We're just a person in a contact, a person of interest. We just somebody that um, you can show up and show us the glitz and, gl and glamour, but you ain't going to show us how to get nowhere. You ain't going to show us the way out. You know, we looking for Harriet Tugman. We looking for somebody to show us the underground railroad. How do we figure out how to get there and get through there? And so. 
Again, I think rappers being a resource to the community is a beautiful thing. We got to stand for something or fall for anything. You know what I'm saying? So we had a good podcast today, man. I sent a shout out to everybody that's made it to this part, man. We love y'all. Make sure you get the biggest homie um, hoodies. Make sure you get the hoodie that I had on when I was in cookies. That's for sale. Make sure you get some of the merch, man. Tap in with the real. It's up there podcast. We love y'all, man. We'll see y'all next week. It's a prime example of pushing P. <laughs> with this Up There podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts